0: Welcome to the Eileen Marks Podcast. With the heart to engage with women on the reality of life, the good, the bad, and the not so flattering, Eileen will explore all things women, discussing issues all women face with truth, reality, and rawness. In part four of today's episode, Eileen and Dr. Bronner have a continued conversation about the importance of finding out a woman's hormone levels that could be contributing to mental and emotional health challenges and can be fixed with natural treatments. Dr. Bronner discusses the need to have personalized health care that is specific to you and focused in on your individual needs instead of quick fixes from acclaimed products that may benefit marketers at the cost of the individual. Nothing trumps individualized healthcare care through evidence-based assessments and natural lifestyle changes that lead to real results in long-term well-being. So join us for the final conversation of our four-part series to learn more about how to start looking holistically into your health and wellness.
1: Right? Because the bioidentical hormones are exactly that. They're the same
0: hormones that
1: have been in your body since you were born, just at different levels. Mm -hmm. So it's, we're not putting in alien molecules or things like that. So that's always a beautiful thing when a woman both can be validated that there's a reason for how she feels. She doesn't have a deficiency of Lexapro or Zoloft. That doesn't occur in the human body. What she has is a deficiency of estrogen or progesterone or testosterone and nutrients and food. Mm -hmm. And so all those things. And of course, Eileen, as you know, when a woman is out of balance, even trying to reach those parts of her intellectually and spiritually can become challenging because she's out of balance once you start it's like a camera i think about it like this it's like the old cameras that you had to focus and so she's out of focus and once you're able to bring her back into focus everything becomes clear again and she's really able to see clearly feel clearly and really now take recontrol over her situation. So it's just a wonderful thing all around. Mm, I love it. And I know that our bodies create a domino effect. One thing is out, it causes other. And I know you are very comprehensive with your patients. Absolutely. You you take the time, you educate them. I love that because there is a ton of information out there online that people can go look up, but it doesn't mean it's for them. And I know no. that the vitamin world and the supplement is a multi-million dollar world that people they want to feel better. So they're going online to because their friend said, you have to buy this, you have to take this. And it does nothing for them because it's not for them. And and I know that's your specialty is zeroing in on their issue. So actually, it's actually about a $50 billion a year industry. Wow. The vitamin and supplement industry. That's why big pharma is taking control of it. I would venture to guess in the next five years, we won't be getting supplements. It'll be these prescription only supplements from doctors like me, where you'll be able to get it. Cause in Europe, for example, you can't get a thousand milligrams of vitamin C. You can't buy a vitamin C. That's more than what's in an orange. You can't get echinacea. You can't get DHEA, uh, Canada too. So in most of the countries now, a lot of the things that we have are not even available. So it's a $50 billion industry. There's a lot of marketing. Uh, It's unregulated. So what the label says is not doesn't necessarily have to be. And I tell my patients who say they want to get something, I go, do me a favor. Call the company and ask for a certificate of analysis that what's in the label is there. Because the companies I use, they test every lot as if it's a drug. Because they're only selling to doctors and doctors want to know that they're giving their patients what is supposed to be on the label. And they're not, it's a few dollars more for that. It's not even any dramatic difference. Um, If big pharma gets a hold of it, it'll be a lot more, but hopefully that doesn't happen. And so that's the first thing. There's a lot of fancy marketers out there that have the newest, next best thing to make you feel better, to lose weight. That I've never seen really work. Nothing trumps diet, nothing trumps movement, nothing trumps restoring balance to yourself. And that's where like the metabolomics tests to be able to see what is it actually I'm deficient in. I had a woman yesterday, for example, was taking loads of supplements. So a few weeks ago, I said, let's just run this test. You're spending like $500 a month on stuff mm-hmm. in just creating expensive urine. Mm-hmm. We ran her test and she needed three items. And that's it. I said, okay, all the rest is gone. You need three things that she was actually deficient in. Mm -hmm. And so when she takes those, her body's going to respond because when you're not deficient in throwing on top, what is your body doing? Peeing it out, eliminating it, overloading the kidneys, working harder than it should. Mm -hmm. And so that's where what I'm trying to do is bring people the information that's really proper correct evidence-based in terms of here's your test there it is it's on paper this is not me even telling you mm-hmm. this is actually you you know if I was have to say you know what are the most important supplements well without knowing in this test measures at CoQ10 um some omega oils because we don't eat enough fish as general there's two uh, even calcium, I'm questionable on that because in men, we know men shouldn't take calcium because it can increase heart attacks as it goes into the arteries. If a woman's bone density is good, I don't give her calcium because the same thing can happen to a woman. So you see, there's a lot of issues with just going on or seeing on Facebook. This is what I would advise. If somebody's recommending something, look who the doctor is, where's their office? How many reviews does the doctor actually have online from real patients? Because every doctor should have worked for 20 years before going and giving internet advice. Mm -hmm. So everybody should ask that question when you see a company selling a supplement, well, who's the doctor, Mm -hmm. somebody giving a recommendation, who's this person, Mm -hmm. or is there no person on the website? Is there no one to actually say, Oh, This looks like a bunch of marketing people. So that's an easy way to sort of see through the smoke screen um, of these doctors online recommending things. And there's some good ones. There are some good ones who've practiced, who have brick and mortars. Mm -hmm. Um, But those are the exceptions versus the fancy marketing uh, line of things. So I would think that a test platform like the Metabolomics. Pays for itself because it tells you what you need and you're not wasting money on things you don't need and is a very valuable piece of information because it gives you a direction like you're at a, you're like at a crossing in a road with like six different choices to go down. And it actually tells you which trail should you take. And I think that's important. And it's so easy because it can be done in your own home. Urine and a little stick on your finger Okay. with a drop of blood. Wow. When it comes to nutrition, as I briefly said, in my opinion, nothing trumps diet. Nothing. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't have your splurge. That doesn't mean we're we, we you can't have things that you enjoy. What it is, it's about moderation. I like to call it the 80-20 rule. Personally, I'm more like 95-5 or 90-10, but basically If you can really make choices that you feel are nurturing yourself and your body. And and one of the things I will comment when it comes to nutrition, because you see the fat, all these diets, keto diet, Mm -hmm. Atkins, low carb, it it can make your head spin. Mm -hmm. But one of the problems in our society is too much carbohydrate, refined carbohydrate. So when I say sugar to people, they go, oh, but I don't eat candy bars. I don't have donuts, I don't drink soda. I go, no, but what about the white rice? What about the bread? What about the pasta? Oh, I have that every day. Mm -hmm. Harvard just did a study that showed eating white rice, you might as well pour sugar on your plate. So when we think about the amount of carbohydrates in our diet, what's being fed to us, that's where I would say people as a rule of thumb should think about their plate, like a clock. Mm Basically, there should be as much green, almost half the plate. So what happens is because the big problem in our society is all related to blood sugar and insulin. And when those things go up, that's when we're storing fat. That's when we're affecting our heart. That's what's impacting our energy. That's what's causing the diabetes. So if you can begin to just look at what you're eating, a breakfast cereal. Um even things that you might think are healthy you know the pasta a sandwich a wrap with a tortilla every day for lunch that wrap with a tortilla if you look it's quite a m- number of carbs which get converted to sugar and so we want to try to eat foods that don't get converted to sugar easily so brown rice for example is half the sugar as white rice because it has the germ or the hard shell on it So when you eat it, the body actually has to digest through the shell to get the starch. So it has to spend energy to actually get at the starch, whereas white rice, there is no shell and it just goes straight to sugar. So if you could start looking at foods, and as I said, it's not about complete elimination. It's just about thinking about things like lean and green with more complex ideas, Uh, Yams and those purple sweet potatoes versus white potatoes because of the sugary uh, impact on it. Um, those are like little changes people could make that are huge. And again, I want to reiterate it's not about not going out and having your dessert, but again, try to do it with the 80 20 rule. So that's Eileen, what I see. Like I try to keep things simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and not get plugged into any particular diet. I have personally seen in my practice that the intermittent fasting, um, many different models by which you can do it, helps by dropping insulin. A lot of people have had success with intermittent fasting because it doesn't necessarily involve making dramatic dietary changes. It's just the timing of when you eat. And so if somebody can combine slight little changes, which of course you're very knowledgeable in and changing the, some of their food choices. And a lot of people are already doing this, changing some of their food choices and then looking at how they eat. Cause obviously everybody knows eating at midnight, it's sitting in your stomach while you're sleeping. You're not burning any energy. So if you know, with intermittent fasting, say you're eating between 12 and eight o'clock at night. And then you stop at eight, you drink water, you go to sleep, you wake up, you have some black coffee or tea and you do things like that. What you've done is drop the sugar in your blood. So so those are just like some simple thoughts about so people don't get pulled down a road. I've seen very good success when people start eliminating processed foods simply as that processed foods, things that can go up to the space station, packets, foil bags, processed foods. It's really crazy. The other day, I had a woman who was working very hard at weight loss, and she would go every morning for a, uh, it was one of the fast food restaurants, I think Wendy's, it was just eggs and hash browns. And I looked it up online, and I was like, how is that 1,200 calories for two eggs and hash browns? Mm. So I looked up what two eggs scrambled would be with some like potatoes, and it was somewhere around like the 300 calorie mark. And I couldn't help but think to myself, where are all these calories coming from, if not from the oils that they're putting in the foods, because these fast food companies have scientists that know how our brain works. Our brain works when we get those high calorie things, it actually drives us to want more. Mm-hmm. And so these companies have scientists, if you think they just guessed upon their recipes, I, you know, that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And so they really like everything else, you know, they, they, they're, they want to sell more products. So I was shocked when I saw two eggs and hash browns were 1200 calories. Mm -hmm. And I did her basal metabolic rate. Her daily burn was about 1400. Mm -hmm. So just her breakfast Mm -hmm. was her daily calorie content for the day. And for her to lose weight, which was her goal, I explained to her that 3,500 calories equals one pound of fat. So in other words, for you to be able to lose one pound, you need to somehow not eat 3,500 calories, which isn't hard to do when you shift to lean and green, because it's the carbs that have the calories. If you just typed in a skinless chicken breast versus a, a, a roll or a bagel or a bowl of pasta, you'll see the difference in the calorie content. And and so if you just make these little changes over time, every week or two weeks or three weeks, people can be losing a pound. And by the way, that's how we gain weight as we get older. You know, I'm not sure if you saw the study that drinking one soda a day Mm. is a pound a year. Mm. So that's where uh, we don't, burn enough calories in our lifestyles to account for what we're taking in. So we're on a net positive on that 3,500 versus a net negative, And that's why we go up. So just to say, Eileen, you know, when we talk about diet, I think the simple thing is lean and green, watch those refined carbs, keep that blood sugar down, make healthier choices. Remember, everything in my world is about baby steps forward. You first have to crawl before you walk and before you run and so any baby step somebody makes and says well i'm going to cut out the soda i'm going to use those those bubbly naturally flavored waters better mm-hmm. i'm going to stop the white rice and shift to brown rice i'm going to do my best to stop the pastas and maybe i can go with miracle noodles which are zero carb or i'm going to use some amaranth or some quinoa or some millet as as a healthy whole grain i'm going to start doing instead of using instant oatmeal I'm gonna get the steel cut oatmeal, not cook it until it's a gruel or a mush, cook it till it's just slightly not totally crunchy. And then how about adding some nuts and blueberries to it because the walnuts, the almonds, the pecans provide protein with the complex carb with the antioxidants from the berries and you have a great breakfast versus the instant, which is porridge, and high glycemic index so these small little changes are those baby steps that i know you as a health coach and me as a doctor want people that's when i talk about this horizontal line where we have poor health and death and optimal health and wellness we want people going this way Mm -hmm. and every baby step is a movement this way Mm -hmm. every good choice both with diet with lifestyle in terms of movement. Let me go walk a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let me take the stairs. Let's breathe the fresh air. And then breathing the fresh air, being out in nature, brings those feelings of gratitude and blessing that are so important to us these days and fill our heart with that sensation of warmth that I think is even a bigger component of our wellness, because that's neglected in a big way. So I think those are some simple little common denominators that that everyone can do without going down rabbit holes of this diet's better than that diet and this and that. Um, no, it's, it's just all about habits and what you can do to
0: change them. Mm. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can check out more of the work Eileen is doing around the world with her husband, Victor, at victormarks.com, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all linked in the show notes. Leave a review and let us know if you found any part of this conversation on women's health helpful. We always look forward to hearing from you. Until next time.